0: You're listening to the Laugh Button Podcast on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com.
1: All right, we are back. It is the Laugh Button Podcast right here on the Riotcast Network. My name is Mark Seaman. His is Matt Kleinschmidt. We are theLaughButton.com. Matt, I'm excited for what? Uh, well, to take a nap later today. I'm <laughs> okay. actually. That's yeah, fantastic. I'm just flat out exhausted. Let's just say <laughs> flat that. Out
2: tired. Well,
1: you know why? Because there's uh, been plenty of news in the comedy universe recently. There has been. And, uh, and let's, right off the bat here, let's tell everyone who our special guest is going to be joining us on this edition of the podcast. It is the band Pop from Side One Dummy Records. Uh, we got to hang out with them at the Warp Tour, as that's coming to a close this week, this Saturday, actually.
2: I know. It's crazy.
1: It's hard to believe it's wrapping up. Uh, so one more final huge shout out to not only Joe Sib uh, but Kevin Lyman, uh, everybody at the Warp Tour who's been amazing during our run as the presenters of the very first ever Vans Warped Comedy Tent, uh, Grant Cotter, Eli Olsberg, all the comics. Uh, you can go to the laughbutton.com/warp tour and you can see all the videos that were created all the photos that were posted uh, and all the stories that were written about the warp comedy tent um, it was an amazing run we obviously got to go out a couple times and uh, those those come up those those comics they it's it's a different environment let's just say that battling bands not only with your voice but just being in a tent where you're basically almost doing a show on the fly and and bringing people in yourself because you just started talking. Um, <laughs> but the the second they entered that tent, they stayed and and. Yeah. Just super impressed
2: uh, by everybody involved. with Yeah, them. I mean, a ton of great comedians, ton of great people have jumped on and off. Uh, you know, over there like Dave, Dave Ross. Mm-hmm. Let's see, Best Selling. See if we can name them the all. The guys at Sex Spot Comedy did some Andy. Oh, that's right, they did they drop did A in, couple right? drop ins too. That's pretty Who cool. Amir K. Yep. I'm Let me see if you can get them all. You're, you're on a oh, roll here. I'm not going to get them
1: all. Melissa Villasenor. See? Chase see. Bernstein. Chase Bernstein. Why are you forgetting about the women, man? Oh, I'm not f- forgetting about the women. All right, you said but huge selling. props to Grant and Eli. Yeah, like they,
2: they were on every date of the tour. Eric Schwartz dropped and in. And they are probably tired. Mm-hmm. They could probably take a nap. Yep. They probably need a long shower, too. And could use some fresh laundry, yeah, I'm assuming. That, I'm sure, is, mm-hmm. is a thing.
1: Now, the whole subplot and backstory of this whole Warped Comedy tent is uh, finding out if Riff Raff... <laughs> And Eli and Grant have become actual friends with this guy.
2: Well, one of the recent videos that we posted via Grant Cotter was a music video of Eli rapping to a riffraff song. So, actually, let's, let's rephrase that sorta of rapping to a riff yeah. song. Yeah. It's, a- quite, it's attend,
1: attending near a riff song <laughs> yeah, exactly. that was playing.
2: In the in the vicinity <laughs> of Riff Raff performing. Yeah, yeah, well, So yeah, who's props to those guys. Definitely. Yeah,
1: Warped Comedy. Use the hashtag Warped Comedy if you just want to follow the story from day 1 uh, all the way to its conclusion, which is this Saturday. All right. Boom. Let's get to the news and Pup, by the way, huge comedy fans. Big, which which big comedy we talked to them about. Definitely. Um, all right. Definitely. So, uh, let's kick it off with this story because this this was very influential in my life very near and dear to my heart i can watch this movie anytime (laughs) it is on television digital versatile disc yes vhs uh matt in fact i love this movie so much that one of my best friends Growing up in high school We both took Latin For whatever reason I took Latin as well Did you really? Did. No shit I did How far did you make it?
2: Uh, I was enrolled for two years During intermediate intermediate school They put me in Latin Because they thought That I was a smart guy So and, like uh, smart So like you're gonna put you in Latin I was yeah. like god damn it And they filtered you out quickly <laughs> well, if you No did. no I did two years of it I We had 7th and 8th grade Was when it was offered I took it for two what? years Wait 7th and 8th grade 7th and 8th grade I took Latin in 7th and 8th grade There was me and probably about 10, 15 other kids We took Latin Oh wow Okay, so I did
1: Latin for two years, but in high school. Oh, no, I took I,
2: Spanish in high school.
1: I took German as well. I yeah. double dipped. But um, the, the whole point of this story is uh, one of my best friends and I were able to convince uh, said teacher to okay. allow us to watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail simply for the, the monks who were speaking Latin slapping tablets on their face. <laughs> um, that's it. it that it is took, such a stretch. It took... That, what, eight seconds yeah. worth of footage that was on the screen for our teacher to be like, you know what, I could use a day
2: off. That's funny.
1: And uh, yeah, we, we uh, screened Money Python <laughs> and the Holy Grail in,
2: uh, in Latin class. That's Over great. a course of two days. That's great. There's there's such great stories behind that that right. movie too. By the way, right? Um, you know, the reason they had the coconuts to emulate the horse noises was it for comedic effect because they didn't have a budget to get, get horses in the movie, right? Like, I love that story because like that's such a part I remembered from the movie as a kid. I'm like, why are they smacking coconuts together making horse clap noises? Oh, I guess it's just because they're funny. They're very funny people. And later yeah. I found out this oh, this they just didn't, didn't have any money. Like, no, <laughs> they're just broke. <laughs> and one. Of the greatest endings of all time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it,
1: sorry if I'm going to ruin it for you. It's but, been 40 years, yeah. Mark. <laughs> it's been 40 years. Uh, just them just getting arrested is yeah. just. Is, yeah. <laughs> It just the first time I saw that, I
2: was yeah. like, "That's how you take a left turn." Yeah. It was I would brilliant that, and uh, your father was a hamster, and your mother smelled of elderberries. Was an in, was an insult. I would trade Barb's with my friend. Okay, with, and uh, how many I of fart the characters? Your general direction was right. another sure. one. Yes. Clutch phrases phrases in everyday life for yes. us. Knee. knee, sure. Phrases. Yes, knights to say knee. The black knight. Yeah, we watched we watched the opening intro when with, with the knights fighting and you know tis but a scratch and all that stuff. Um, we watched that in one of my classes But we watched for a different oh, reason But it was okay. just that part I forget why we watched it But I remember watching that part in high school And me and my buddy James Who we constantly would say You know, I fart in general direction to each other Remember like that being a big deal for us we're Like, oh my god, they're actually showing Monty Python And yeah, so That's incredible Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: My band used to cover the uh, Intermission song You
2: know, <laughs> the thing, le, 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 le. We <laughs> Well, we should talk about why we're talking about Monty Python <laughs> well, 40 years after but the But this is the reason oh, we're okay. talking yeah, about it Yeah, that's what I'm saying We should it's, tell the listeners It's 40 years it's old If you can believe that 40 year anniversary Of Monty Python On the Holy Grail. It's hard
1: to believe uh, Well look it, it came out before Either you or I Were on the face Of this earth Completely uh, But I remember My dad showing me That movie mm-hmm. uh, as It was important To him as well And it was that Rare case of uh, Or I shouldn't say Rare case But one of the Earlier cases Of British humor Making its way To the states And becoming a Massive entity here Yeah And being very Influential and important To all things comedy Across yeah. the board uh, one one thing I'll throw out there real quick, Matt is is, is uh, it was one of the first shows to show uh, men depicting women like yeah, in these comedy sketches and, and, and all that, that stuff, so, yeah. sure.
2: Which was later popularized by the Kids in the Hall, right? Which they, I'm sure they got it right from Monty Python. Uh, completely. Yeah. I think uh, one of the big wins for Monty Python too was that it was syndicated across many countries. Right. Because think about other British shows and how and how influential they are outside of their their outside of their their homeland. There's not many. Monty Python's one of the few that kind of has that like giant success like you could talk to a certain generation they know Monty Python as well as they know SNL or any of these other sketch shows I don't think you can say that about like a lot of other comedies from England about how much they influenced United States mm-hmm. uh, culture so like Monty Python's a big deal for that as well um, so yeah so to celebrate the 40th anniversary they're gonna show some screenings in movie theaters in the UK can't wait yeah in October they haven't announced the US dates yet but it's gonna be around the same time as the, as the UK dates and it's actually gonna be a single a long version so you're actually going to get like the little bouncing ball at the bottom of it so great and uh the, the the surviving cast members of monty python have taped an intro for everyone too so it's pretty cool
1: yeah they've been doing a lot the monty python camp uh, yep. i know a couple years ago a different anniversary for them yeah uh, they all got together and did a big thing for ifc yes. and um i was fortunate enough to not only be there but hang out with those guys and in- interview them all individual uh, individually and you know for, for someone Of my ilk And, and yours too mm-hmm. That's like Life full circle Like holy yeah, yeah, shit yeah, totally. I can't believe I'm chilling with these guys Right now And and they were so st- Still to this day No matter how many times They've been asked The same questions For 40 years Yeah They're still like
2: Happy to be there Well Loving yeah. every second of it and, uh, you know... I think what, what makes them great, too, is they're so smart-asses about stuff, sure. too. It's like, you know, like, even if they've been asked the same question, they'll, they'll like, they'll figure out a way to bust balls or say it differently or have a different response to it. So you gotta do that. It's like... It's kind of like the musician performing their most popular song in a different way or a reworked way. Right. It's just kind of like... So they don't themselves go batty. Even though you want to hear it, how it's on the record, you kind of appreciate the fact. It's like, okay, this is probably the... One billionth time Billy Joel's performed for Piano Man, you know? So, right.
1: Yeah, exactly. But yeah, great dudes, man. Uh, do, who's your favorite? If you had to pick one.
2: You know what? I kind of got into like Eric Idol early on. Okay. He was like my guy. I think it was because of Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. Like sure. that was kind of like my intro. And then John Cleese. Were you a Ruddles guy? Did you get into the Ruddles at all? I did like the Ruddles. The Ruddles were kind of fun, actually. Actually, I saw them on, they were on like TV, like VH1, like not too long ago. I saw the Ruddles show or maybe VH1 Classic. Okay. But, uh, but uh, John Cleese, and I think it was John Cleese because of uh, his involvement in A Fish Called Fish Wanda Fish Called Wanda I loved that movie as a kid And it was a movie you shouldn't be watching as a kid But like, I loved it for it's some It's available reason. on HBO Go and HBO I'm Now sure right is. now Go Check sure it out is. So yeah Monty Python You know I was also thinking about this the other day too If you think about what Monty Python is known for mm-hmm. Yes there's the sketches But like think about the sketches in your head Maybe four or five sketches pop into your head Dead Parrot, Ministry of Fun- the Silly Walks right. Inquisition. The Spanish Inquisition Spanish right. Inquisition If you think about those I think everything else comes from the Holy Grail, like the movie. Yeah, like Or, or like, the movies. Or the movies. Like, well, right. Life of Brian, yeah, exactly, to an extent, too. But I think the Holy Grail is definitely the most quotable of those movies. I
1: agree. I agree, and at least for our generation. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I must have watched that
2: 50-plus times yeah. easily. Also, little Monty Python tidbit for you. We had a we had an interview series we ran on the Laugh Button a couple of years ago called the Laugh Button Inquisition, where we would ask questions, and we we preface as no one expects the Laugh Button Inquisition. And the little art we did was the guys dressed up from Money Python as the Spanish Inquisition. So great. So yeah, if you go in the Laugh Button and do a search for Laugh Button Inquisition, you can see this artwork that we we, we regenerated for it. Michael uh, Michael Palin, my favorite. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess I should have asked you who's your favorite. Button? Yeah, thanks for asking. <laughs> Sorry. I always loved the animation, too. I loved, like, how it just kind of appeared out of nowhere... It's like we don't know how to end this sketch. Oh, we'll just do a we'll just like have a footstep on everyone. Sure. <laughs> and then we'll go into the next <laughs> right <bit. laughs> by the only American in yes. the group. Let's yes. uh, let's
1: bring that to light. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, yeah, let's give uh, Terry Gilliam a huge shout out. Yeah, the animation. He's actually now a uh, a citizen of the UK. He's oh. revoked his U.S. citizenship, <laughs> and and it look it didn't have anything to do with him being pissed at the U.S. or anything it like that. Just it Although he humorous. does have frustrations. Probably
2: did it in some humorous
1: way. Well, it's uh it, it boils down to taxes and stuff, man. Of like it does. like he. Doesn't it always you know owning houses in two places blah 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 it just wasn't worth it for him financially and after he revoked his citizenship he wasn't allowed back in the u.s for a little bit and and when he did come back because I, I interviewed him for, for this movie called Zero Effect mm-hmm. And and he was only allowed To be in the states For like a handful of days So
2: like fly back Yeah fly so back. like
1: he came in He like did this press junk And was like I gotta peace out Because I can only be here Like eight more hours
2: He so couldn't get pretty... like a work visa? No it's
1: uh, I guess it's because you,
2: If you denounce your yeah, Citizenship like, They don't really Look kind on you
1: yeah you're, yeah you're basically like Peace But but since then They're like over it now And he, of can, he can travel As like a normal That's funny You know man. citizen or whatever But, but uh, yeah but, it's kind of funny
2: The wacky lives Of the cast of Monty Python's yeah. Flying Circus Terry Gilliam Love yeah. that guy's brain man Yeah Alright one, one thing I loved About Monty Python too Just to add on I love like they were They would do a sketch And they'd cut to Like John Cleese On the on the pier Dancing and slapping Each <laughs> right. other with fish <laughs> It just popped into my head I'm like That needs to that needs to be out In the world <laughs> It does And any absurdist comedy That's yeah, like absurdist. that at all
1: Is all stemmed all money From Monty Python from All of it. And uh and seeing that first bonus feature Of the Lego version Of the Holy Grail I remember getting my hands Oh and the The extra what, Three seconds Remember they, they released The DVD version Of the Holy Grail And they were like <laughs> Now with three extra seconds
2: <laughs> Oh, it's the best three seconds of my life! All and, right, and there's going to be a Blu-ray release on the 40th anniversary, probably yeah. just in time for Christmas. Yeah, as there should be. Yeah, okay, uh, let's move on. Let's uh, let's
1: get a little serious here. Amy Schumer, uh, yeah, recently dude. tied to, unfortunately tied to, uh, gun control because of her her film that's out now, Trainwreck, which you can still see. It's it did really well. It yeah. doubled its budget, and it's still bringing in money. Yes, and, she's a bona fide uh, movie star now. She is. She is. And so, looking forward to seeing what's coming down the pipe.
2: Uh, pipe, dude. Something some people say "pike," right, and I say "pipe." Pike as in pipeline, as pipe. As line, in use, like people, people, usually say "pipeline." Mark, I would say "pipe," what's but coming I've down heard down the pike, "pike" as in turnpike. Yeah, yeah, pike, sure, okay. but not pipe. Just what's coming down the pipe. Oh, I, I, I guess say it's your pipe. pipeline. Listen, yeah. I think they all work because okay. they're all just f- turn of phrases, I guess. Well, I'm looking forward to whatever's coming be. down her whatever. That you should be. You should
1: be <laughs> looking forward to what's coming down Amy
2: Schumer's whatever.
1: Yes. All right. So so Schumer uh, screening a train wreck uh, happened in Louisiana. Yes. Right? Lafayette, Louisiana. Yeah. And and someone decided to go in there and be an asshole. And, and again, <laughs> he was more is,
2: than an asshole.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know how else to sell it, say it anymore well, he, these days because it's it's just like... It, it's beyond frustrating that nothing is getting done about gun control.
2: Well, yeah, there's some crazy statistic. It was like there's been 200 something mass shootings since Sandy Hook. Like since
1: Sandy Hook. That's a lot. That is. That's an, that's a, 257. A, too many. Yeah,
2: it's an unacceptable amount. Right. Um. And Amy basically was like, I kind of had enough of this, and she's using her celebrity, her newfound celebrity status to kind of like kind of see if she can evoke some change. And she has a cousin who who was a senator, Charles Schumer from Philly... Well, Chuck Chuck Schumer. Schumer. Who, I think just as many people didn't realize they were... Related, as yeah. they were that she came out with this bill. Right, there's a lot of people were like I didn't know they were related, um, and they were like, "Are they like second cousins or third cousins? They have the same last name for, so for a assuming, while." I thought. So I'm assuming they're first
1: cousins. Yeah, for a while I thought he was her uncle. Like this is back yeah, yeah, when yeah. I very I first mean, he met is older. Amy. He is older, right? Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's her cousin. And um, look, she she got a bunch of emails and and open it's letters like tweet and tweets saying, saying, "Hey, can you do something yeah, like about you, this?" And
2: she basically responded saying, "I just you wait." Yeah. I'm I'm on it. I'm on it. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, a couple days later, sure as shit, Amy Schumer was on it. Wow, standing right she, next to she, Chuck Schumer. Yeah, so Chuck introduced Can... a bill into the into the Senate Crazy. for more sensible gun laws mm-hmm. and background checks and a funding of mental health. Uh, and then uh, Amy basically kind of co signed out and is using her celebrity to spread the word. And that was done Monday morning. Fast forward to Monday evening, she makes an appearance on The Daily Show. One of the final, one of the final appearances guests. on The Daily yep. Show and totally has a great conversation with Jon Stewart about it. I mean, it was way more lighthearted on The Daily Show. She went into like conversations about Jennifer Lawrence and right. vacationing and stuff. But um, you could definitely tell she was visibly shaken up by this. She was almost in tears as she was delivering it. She was very emotional delivering this, this conversation, this speech. And she said something to the effect of these are my first public words about gun safety and gun control in the U.S., but I, I promise you they won't be my last. So, so she seems like she's kind of in it to, to do something. She was profoundly changed by this experience, as should many other people.
1: I will say this about Amy Schumer, um, just in general. Yeah. Uh, awesome person, first of all. Okay. Uh, she's she's obviously come a long way. Yeah, uh, yeah. she seems like an awesome person. But she, she really has taken what's been given to her and, A, shared it with everybody. Yeah. All uh, of her friends. All <laughs> of her friends have been coming along for the ride. Um, and then using it. For, for good You yeah. know Like like this situation And uh, that's huge man Because no one has to do that Some no. people get fame Fortune money All that stuff And just go
2: peace out Well of course You know, so, you know for, But there are famous people Who are just like Yeah I'm gonna be famous And be a total dick And whatever And Amy's just not One of those people Nope you know? uh, I mean there. I mean Listen, for every rich person that just does nothing but spend their money on gold-plated helicopters, there's people that give away <laughs> half their wealth. Gold-plated and, helicopters, yeah, not gold gold-plated just helicopters. helicopters. Gold-plated helicopters. What? There's people that give away like all their wealth, like you know, your Warren Buffetts and your You're right. your your uh Bill Gateses of mm-hmm. the world. I actually just read something like one of the richest guys on the planet just decided to give away like all of his money, like, you know. So, there are good people out there that have money in the world. There's so a there's a you great
1: I'm sorry, I stepped on you. But there yeah. there there's a great documentary on Netflix now that we're talking about this called the One Percent. Have you have you watched this yet? No. And it was made by this guy who is heir to the Johnson and Johnson okay. uh, company. And he goes around and interviews people that are also heirs to these huge corporations oh, wow. like like Oscar Meyer or whatever you know, whatever. Okay. And there was one person in particular, and I wanna say it was the Oscar Meyer person, who literally lives in like a um uh oh, Jesus tra- Like a trailer park Type okay. house And just gave All of Like oh, wow. was just like I need this much money To survive yeah. For the rest of my life And I'm gonna rest- live In this trailer park thing And I'm gonna eat Microwave food And I'm just I don't care about any of this Oh wow and it That's a, really cool I, and, it, and it's just like So seeing both sides of it yeah. You know Cause he obviously Interviews his family Who's frustrated with him Making this documentary and and it's pretty wild, man. I'll check that out.
2: We need to do a documentary only podcast. We we, we said it for three podcasts now. We so. talk about documentaries all the time. <laughs> Maybe here's what we're gonna do. We're we're putting it out into the world, yes. so the listeners will hold us to it. Okay. There you go. So, so how you can you they listen, how can they get angry about it? Then if it doesn't happen, us, they can Facebook us right. at they
1: the can... Laugh Button and all the socials. Hit us up a uh, podcast at the Laugh button.com. You can yes. email us there. If there's a particular documentary uh, that has tie-ins to comedy yeah, that 100%. that either we're not aware of cuz it's localized yeah. and maybe it's just a, a comedy doc about your town or your scene uh, or just one that's uh, big and has been on the national scene for a long long time but you just want to hear uh, two people that run a comedy website <laughs> talk about it we will we will do that so hit I'm us up I want to
2: post a question on their Facebook page right now Cool Favorite comedy documentary go
1: all right. So uh, speaking of The Daily Show, which we, we talked about with Amy, it's coming to a close here uh, tonight, actually. Yeah. And it's sad. I, I feel like I'm going through this too often recently, you know, with Letterman uh, going away. You know, Colbert show went away. Now The Daily Show is going away. And look, things come to an end. That's fine. Uh, And I'm always excited to see what's coming um, down the road that's new and and seeing other people's take on things. I'm very excited for Trevor Noah. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's a cool dude as well. I think he's got a lot to say. And and for a guy who's come from South Africa where you weren't even allowed to do stand-up comedy... Almost, actually forever until just recently Yeah, um, it's a new art form down there I'm really curious to see what he does with it Because he's someone that, if anybody, was more affected by politics than anyone else uh, So yeah. I, I like to see that But but look, I'm just heartbroken, man And of I course. can't say, in this particular instance Because Letterman, you're like, ah, oh, yeah, I watched it consistently when I was younger And then you're like, I don't want it to go away But was I really watching it towards the end? Whereas The Daily Show, I feel like I was checking in with that Literally every day
2: Oh yeah me too I mean like I, I still watch The Daily Show Every, I mean there's people That are like Oh The Daily Show's not as good Those people There's always going to be Those people eh, um, But yeah I mean I still would consistently I, I, I never really watched Banked episodes Like if I recorded mm-hmm. it On my TiVo I wouldn't necessarily Watch it like three days later Well it's hard Because it's current Of right, course so, yeah. But I would watch If there were a guest That I wanted to see Or whatever But I, I, I still watch it three, Three times a week Minimum Sure. Um, and it still makes me laugh. It makes me laugh hard. Um, and I can't always say that But the Colbert Report. Like, I I love the Colbert Report when it was on after The Daily Show, and I watched it, but, th- like, The Daily Show would make me laugh so hard. At right. Least, at least once an episode, I would laugh so hard at something he did or, or would say, and, and uh, yeah, I'm going to miss that. And I think Trevor Noah is going to do a great job, and I think he's going to have a different skew on it. Like, he already kind of mentioned that he's going to – not just go after the Fox News like Jon Stewart did. Like, right. Because basically he lived, Trevor Noah is of an era where you get your news on Gawker, you get your news on Slate, Salon.com, so all those types weird. of websites. So there probably will be a lot more mocking of websites. It'll probably right. have uh, almost an at midnight kind of vibe of that too. We're like, hey, this happened today on the internet. Um, so I'm I'm curious to see how they kind of pull that all in there. So even though he's going to be mocking cable news less. I don't think it's gonna be format-wise different, cause like, you know, guess what? Fox News says something stupid, Gawker reports on something stupid, said that Fox News said, all of right. a sudden it's still a full circle story, so. We're gonna
1: have to get down to the uh, the minute show. I mean, how, how minute is this gonna get, cause news is breaking every two well, seconds?
2: Well, and- I just, I think what it is, it's a nod to how big the internet plays into people's lives now. Right. Where 17 years ago, all you had was cable news. You know um, Now you have the internet And all the websites Reporting on that type of stuff These people are, uh, At the run These w- uh, websites Are reporting on the same kind of news Right It's just a different source For most people So it, it modernizes it a little bit But I don't think It's going to really necessarily uh, Shock people In like a new f- A new way And Trevor starts in September right Yes uh. I think they're doing Two week vacation After John ends And they start in September A little breather Everyone a little takes breather. a breath and probably, and so probably do some Some redesigns of the site I mean of the uh, stage and, Right And the studio Studio and stuff, give it a little update, and, and then you're good to go.
1: Look, f- looking forward to his next move as well. He popped in at the Comedy Cellar
2: recently, which yeah. was pretty
1: cool. Yeah. And uh, first you know, time
2: doing stamp in like 15 years, something sure. Ago. And he
1: directed uh, or not, yeah, directed. Followed it. by Louis C.K. at the Cellar, by the way.
2: Yeah, that was a, yeah. and Mike
1: Epps too was there. Yeah, and, uh, sure. sure, why not? And that's, that's on like a Wednesday. Those <laughs> are the people that weren't on the lineup. Yeah, exactly. And then of course, John Stewart's movie Rosewater. If you haven't had a chance to see yeah. it, it's a it's pretty impactful movie. Um I th- I want to say it's on Netflix if it's not definitely seek it out and and I don't know it, it seems like Stewart's got a lot of outlets he can pursue I'm, so. I'm going
2: to be I want to be legitimately bummed but at the same time like you got to move on to different stuff this week's been incredible it's been you know it's been Amy Schumer it's been Dennis Leary Louis CK like coming like his friends that's how you go out man his friends (laughs) that come on the show and just bullshit with him like it's just fun like Dennis Leary and him like it was tit for tat they were murdering each other and Dennis Leary kept making fun of him and he's like you're walking away for 50 million dollars and Stuart's like I think that's Chappelle money and Stuart and Dennis Leary's like pay me Colin Quinn Uh, I forget who the third comic was was it Louis pay me Colin Quinn and Louis and we'll write it for half the that price or something like that so it was it was quite That's amusing pretty awesome yeah and he's just like your kids are going to hate you in six months and once you to go back to work like he was just i mean those guys are lifelong friends so he's he was but he was murdering them leary was just ripping into him
1: so yeah so a little tidbit <laughs> a little factoid about john stewart yeah. um i was forced to ask him this question down at a uh, star wars celebration you were forced to um yeah we'll okay. use that term loosely okay but uh uh i had i, a lo- I have a feeling it was like you were you were
2: Challenge or dared to ask this question? Okay, I, I,
1: that's where I think we're going with this. That's fair. I was definitely <laughs> dared to ask him this question because it's it's a stupid question. Yeah. but at Star Wars Celebration, um, we we were putting together a uh, like a kickball. Like if if we were gonna put together a kickball. Uh, or I'm sorry, a dodgeball team. Like, what Star Wars characters would you want on your team? Okay, right. And so I have to ask this in front of John <laughs> Stewart, uh, or, or in front of a huge audience, yeah. you know, while John Stewart's there, and uh, without skipping a beat. He's like, oh, General Grievous, dude's got four arms. <laughs> Fuck, man! Like, <laughs> it was so matter of fact, yeah. and then just immediately brushed over that it was like, what? Did you read my
2: fucking pie chart? Yeah, yeah it's like, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I've already, I've already answered this question. Like, I broke this yeah. down like last week, but which he's never done. But he quickly, yeah, it was, it was. Listen, pretty man, funny. comics are fast. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, he's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, he's good. So he's why is John Stewart I'm, so favorite? Daily Show correspondent. Ooh, like, there's, oh, been, a lists, yeah, there's so been a lot of lists. There's been a lot of lists being released about favorite correspondents. Correspondent rankings. Right. That's going to happen. All have, that kind right, of stuff. That's, that's I mean, happening. Like, listen, 40, 40 correspondents have all come right. through The Daily Show over the years. Here's the thing. Minimum? This has
1: got to be specific to The Daily Show, not what's happened to these said people post-Daily okay. Show. Okay. Be, because, for, for instance, like okay. when, when Kristen Shaw was a correspondent, like I rooted for her. because. yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause you know She's a friend That kind of thing Like I yeah. want her to do well That kind of thing uh, You know Dimitri Martin Was on there You know Dimitri a lot of people Wells, forget. Josh
2: Gad Right Ed Helms uh, Olivia Munn Olivia <laughs> Remember M- that Oh man that was Olivia Munn was like w- Why is she on this Yeah I think it was just cause Like they needed like I don't know An attractive woman She, I think she did like Four segments Five segments Yeah that's it And then yeah oh, Wow a favorite Well, uh, And then she was replaced by Who's the new girl Jessica Who murders by the way She's awesome yeah. Fuck Jessica Ew. Williams Yeah Rob, got, Co- Rob Corddry? Rob Corddry was a good one Maybe I, Really? I think I'm um, I, I mean John Oliver John Oliver's mine it's, uh, John yeah, Oliver's mine It's Because he was funny
1: First you, of all You know what? Gun to head John Oliver I mean okay. how, how can I mean I love Rob Corddry And I thought he was great on the no show No Colbert? But no nah, I mean Well Colbert Colbert was actually pre People forget this Colbert was pre um, John Stewart Yeah he was Kilborn, so was so Kilburn. like I
2: feel like so it was like Mo Rocca. Yeah, and, so I feel like that's uh, yeah, not a fair yeah. question because okay, okay. if we're speaking specifically for John Stewart, because the but show's Colbert, still going to be on the air. Colbert started during Kilborn. He he was still on there for for Stewart. Right, Because right. Stewart gave him the Colbert. Report. Pure John Stewart run. His production company Busboy developed the Colbert. Report. Right. They also developed Larry Wilmore's show. Anyway. All right, it's settled, John Oliver. John Oliver. I mean, first of all, John Oliver was the first one that popped in my head. It was like this guy has to replace John Stewart. Correct. Closest thing we got to John Stewart is John Oliver, and John Oliver has said to me: I've interviewed him at South by Southwest a couple years back. He said to me, "He's like, it's my life goal." to get on the Daily Show and do the Daily Show. He said, so I'll be on the Daily Show until they kick me off the Daily Show. Fast forward three years, HBO offers some money. He had to take it. Oh, okay. sure. He had to. And, and an his show is show. incredible. Yeah. It is the it is a more little serious version of the Daily Show, but some nights it out, sh- it out Daily Show is the Daily Show. Mm-hmm. It's once a week, so you know there's arguments to be made about quality of writing and all that kind of stuff, but John Oliver Show is no joke. Well, speaking of the John Oliver Show, we're going to have uh, one of...
1: Oliver's team members On the podcast very soon A guy by the name of Josh Gondelman A very funny stand-up comic Yeah, yeah uh, A writer there And also does all the web stuff For for the John Oliver
2: um, So Last week tonight So I think John Oliver Is going to He's kind of replaced The Daily Show for me He's going to replace The John Stewart Daily Show for me By right. John Oliver I still have high hopes For Trevor Noah I'm glad you brought that up Because I want like to what other guys Are out there doing Political satire Well not only
1: that But okay. yeah yes But I want to bring to attention If people are looking For something similar to But with a little more bite Yeah Than, than uh, the Daily Show with, the, uh, with John Stewart And again Not to steer anyone away From Trevor Noah Because it's going to be Its own animal Yeah yeah But there's uh, someone That's been doing it For a little while now uh, Over on RT talking. America America, yeah, and it's go. my boy Lee Camp yeah. and he does a show called Redacted tonight. Now, what makes his situation a lot different than everyone else's That's sort of in this realm of political comedy, satire, yeah. you know, that arena uh is he is his shows on a network that doesn't have advertising. Yeah. So he has the freedoms to attack and drill harder and deeper into these stories. He definitely does. and He definitely does. And and the comedy's not lost on this while getting out the you know what's really happening with these stories. Oh yeah, and uh, it's first of all it's really impressive and uh, just recently interviewed Lee yeah. for the website. We'll, we'll, I'll be posting that soon at the LaughButton uh, and he talks in depth about his process because how many writers do you think he's got? I think he has three or four. He has one writer, and oh, it's really? himself, and he writes every single word that comes out he? of his no, mouth. He,
2: but he, he has other comics on the he show. He does, and they're oh. contributors, and oh, they write their own piece. Right. I got you. Okay.
1: Is that crazy? That is insane. It's crazy. He he. It's it's mind blowing. He he gets oh, yeah. zero sleep. He well, knows like everything sure he about everything Yeah. And uh, it's an impressive show Just watch it You're going to laugh But you're also going to get the yeah, medicine Yeah, it's
2: kind of like the punk rock version of The Daily Show Yes, it's shot in front good of way a green, to put it Yeah, yeah, it's shot in front of a green screen So it has a little bit of elements of the soup Right So if you like the soup or The Daily Show With a little more bite to it Right, but he's at a desk And he just oh, man, it tears get, through everything it, It's Thursday everything. night on the RT network RT yeah. America Actually, it's going international now too So yeah. uh, it's been on the air for 700 about 700 million homes now Yeah, just it's told been me. on the air for about a year So yeah, Lee Camp and Redacted tonight is a good one that as a good supplement to it. Um, I'm trying to think of some other guys like Bill Maher. Eh. Do you watch it? I watch. I watch I it. I do, every do week. but I, I don't do. watch it every time. Like I do. Bill Maher, I feel like he's been doing the same thing for a while now. I don't know if he's necessarily um, required viewing for me, right? Know. You know, but like. I don't know Where the political satirists going Like Wilmore's show Is definitely political edge But like He hosts a round table Right um, He looks like he's phasing out That Keep It 100 segment Which seemed a little forced I it, liked it Yeah But it you It ran do, its course You yeah. didn't need to do it Every episode right. You know It was a little forced So it looks like they're phasing out What I do like about Wilmore's show Is it has panels And you get to see a lot of his writers, like you know, Mike Yard, does a lot of spots on there too. And like a lot of the New York guys, like Kurt metzger has been on it, Dan Soder's been on it, like all those guys have been on it too. So like, uh, just another outlet for the Wilmore Show. But um, I don't know, man. Wherever political comedy's going, I don't know. uh It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. John Oliver, I think, is probably my number one next to behind John Stewart. All right, mine's still Michael Palin All right, so uh, Oh, we're not talking about Monty Python
1: anymore? Oh, my bad
2: <laughs> Oh, not at all All
1: right, so uh, w- There's too many specials that oh are going to be gosh. coming out to name uh, Let's just try to riff some Margaret Cho Dimitri Martin Dimitri Martin uh, Craig Ferguson Yes, Craig Ferguson Take Nataro. Girl, uh, wait, wait. Which so there She's got eight of them. Tig Notaro, it's The HBO. The
2: HBO special. Boyish girl Boyish interrupted. Boyish girl interrupted. Yes. Right. So there's that. Also, Bobby Kelly from Rycast. Yeah, gotta the, the shout Bobby. Out. His the album version of uh, Live at the Village Underground was just released too. So gotta give uh, give give the old boss a little prop. And a, and a brand new one I just you know discovered did? yesterday
1: called uh, Crash Test. Yeah.
2: That, which yeah, is yeah, Paul Shear
1: and Rob, uh, Rob Hubel. On a bus Formerly of Human Giant Yes on Currently a, of How Did This Get Made Yes <laughs> On a bus w- One of those buses where the people face sideways Yeah And they're just literally doing stand-up comedy in this bus But then making stops all through LA And just running into, I don't know, Aziz and Zari at a restaurant And then they yell at him from the bus <laughs> And like comedy ensues And then a couple of the Reno 911 guys yeah. Like pull the bus over They get on the bus oh, They start great. harassing people I mean So it's, it's staged some of it, yes, like they, like, some like of it, no.
2: Aziz is planted somewhere.
1: It, y- yeah, but it's, okay. dude, it looks amazing. You can pre-order yeah, I mean, it now. I think it comes out on the uh, 18th. We have a trailer up on the yeah.
2: Definitely. All right. So let's, oh, also trailers. Benders on IFC. The oh, new Chris God. Stefano, Andrew Schultz You can't show. even get the Benders. Apostles Producing, which is Dennis Leary's company, who's doing right. like Marin, Sex and Drugs, and Rock and Roll. Uh, what's the the show on uh, the, the ambulance chasers? Uh, not, the ambulance guys. Sirens. Sirens. Yeah. yeah. It's I mean, too much. Just the, too much.
1: It's all on the site. The All right, let's get to this interview with the band Pup. They are huge comedy fans. They know what they're talking about. They also happen to be Canadian. And, and they also rockers. happen to yeah, and rockers, man. <laughs> and damn fine ones. Dude, by the way, when we when we interviewed Pup, they we were like, all right, bye. See you guys later. And then they were at the comedy tent faster yeah, yeah, yeah. than we were.
2: They were so, they were like, The comedy tent is the shit, warped towards the shit. This interview is kind of funny. It was a very hot day in Camden. Yes. A very oh, Yeah, very we should hot paint day. the picture a little yeah, yeah, bit yeah. here. Very hot day in Camden. Mm-hmm. We're in their trailer. They were like, let's go into oh, the bus, van. The, yeah. the van it wasn't a bus, dude. It was a van. It, <laughs> it was, was an line van. van. They're like, let's get in the van, right. f- crank up the AC. <laughs> there, it's like a four-bencher. Which did make it past you, by the way, because you just sat in the front with your mouth open
1: and just <laughs> you just absorbed it all. Sorry.
2: Zero of it got to the back. Well, they were, so there so there's three benches. There there was what? There was four guys in the band, five guys in the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, five or four? I can't four. remember. Four guys in the band. They're right. like bench seat in the back, middle seat, and then Mark's seat. Yes, I'm sitting in the passenger seat filming it with the camera while you're doing the interview with the guys. Right. And Sam from our uh, from our street team over here was uh, was sitting in the driver's seat. And yeah, just cool. blasting up. AC. We were we were packed into this tour bus, this tour van. It's a good memory, man. Oh, it was great. It was a great time with those guys. So we did a cool vi- cool interview, and they were awesome. They were awesome, super cool guys, fans of comedy. All right, yeah. here they are right now. Pup
1: we are live on the road right now camden new jersey joined right now by the band pup how are you guys doing today good wonderful surviving oh three different answers there so let's start with good
3: uh, who's yeah, good we i'm it's <laughs> i'm okay all right just you know, okay. pretty pretty good it's fine it's we're in the northeast again so that's a bonus
1: yeah that's a bonus you guys are from toronto obviously yep. what we're doing here the lap button we're presenting the first ever comedy tent right on the warp tour And I feel like you guys happen to be comedy fans. I think uh, that might be the case. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed the video with uh, you guys hurting yourselves and piecing yourselves back together. So you're clearly comedy fans. Um, Was it comedy or music first for you guys?
0: Ah, ooh. It's definitely music for me first, Yeah? yeah. So like you played music before you laughed?
4: Yeah, I never laughed before. No, okay. <laughs> music, That's music sad. gave you laughter. <laughs> well, it brought laughter to your life. Not yet. I'm still on Warp Tour. Oh, Ooh. Snaps.
0: snaps. All right. That's cool. That sarcasm.
1: Uh,
4: <laughs> I, I think.
3: I think part of it too is. <laughs> uh, part of it is just like, uh, especially now that we we tour so much and like listen to bands all the time. Uh, when we're in the van driving around. Uh, we want kind of a break from music uh, and and stand-up comedy and and comedy albums and stuff have been a, a great way
1: all right so what have you guys been listening to stand-up wise
3: uh we just got that that cd from from jeff that we have yet to crack um
1: oh yeah holy we, fuck live comedy yeah. yeah yeah this is a this is basically a, a mixtape if you will of a bunch of different comedians and there's some damn good ones on here, man Ooh, Zach Sherwin's on here, too Nice yeah. Yeah, Eric so Andre, Hampton Yelp
3: We just got that Eric Andre's amazing yeah, um, We is. all really like Hannibal Buress Sure uh, uh, I mean, we've listened to to Mark Marin po- podcasts And uh, all kinds of different stuff
4: Is that guy's named Gary Gullman? Yeah, Gary Goldman. sure Yeah, yeah We uh, a friend of ours gave gave us the CD And it was, I laughed a lot I love how he pronounces the word
1: karate <laughs> He never karate. says karate, right? Karate Karate kid it's a great, great bit about grapefruit, too. You guys <laughs> want to dig that one up. It's really good. So um, why do you think uh, comedy and music work so well together? You know, it seems like every one of these festivals, they all have comedy tents, but the bands seem to really be into the comedy tents and then vice versa, right? Uh, well, so I think the comedians that, really want to be in bands.
0: I think there's a common like crushing experience to being on stage in front of an audience <laughs> uh, where people are, you just subject an audience to your failure and then um you know the misery that comes after that so it's i think that's common and we can we can really like yeah i i think it's hard i think both are hard and that's we can associate on like on that level there's a lot of workshopping and evolution of stuff as stuff goes on and um yeah i was talking about it to dave ross he's one of the guys um He's and it's interesting. Guys. It's interesting to see the, his evolution over the days, and it's interesting to pl- have that parallel in music as well. So, just like the work, the workshopping and stuff is just so similar. And uh, obviously, comedy is much harder because it's, it's you against everybody, basically. Yeah, um, no but one else to
1: hide behind, right? Yeah,
0: but it's uh, yeah. I think they're very similar, like visceral experiences. So, and comedians, I think, are the only
3: people who can drink. As much, if not more, than musicians.
4: He's talking about as much monster energy drink, tour water, tour, tour, water. Water. <laughs>
1: tour
4: water. Scale of one to ten in the, in the tour water bracket. Is this up there? Is
1: this ranked for you? Yeah, up? I mean, forget tour
3: water. I think I have a, a fingertip injury okay. from just popping too many tabs, you know? Oh, no. Nice. Like, it's great when really. you
0: leave a case in the van overnight. And then it just gets super hot, and you drink a really hot can of tour water.
3: Oh yeah, it's, there's no feeling like it's, it. It's you really uh, come to understand it's, the decisions you've made to get here. It's, like, it's like <laughs>
0: yeah. it's like aluminum uh, tea. It's like you're you're trying to advance your Alzheimer's as fast as possible. <laughs> so you know,
1: that's your reward for having a bad set. Okay, yeah, right? Alzheimer's. You get to forget it. <laughs> you get to forget <laughs> that bad set. Um, how much how much comedy finds its way
4: into your guys' music and just sensibilities and like uh, stage performance?
1: Um, like, can, I, Do you have a good read on the crowds? Like, can you tell yeah, you the crowds?
4: Definitely. Like, uh, it's a thing that uh, kind of was learned with time and playing a lot of shows. We did two, we did like hundreds of shows last year, and I think at the beginning, it's it's like it's like beginning a stand up career. Like, it's hard to to tell when. What people are gonna laugh at, and, and when certain crowds are gonna find certain jokes funny. And, and uh, it's kind of been the same, although, you know, we don't think about trying to be funny, we just try to be ourselves. But uh, knowing what crowds are gonna respond to, definitely, we, we've kind of uh, learned a lot about that in the past year. And even like every tour, you know, at the beginning of Warp Tour, you try to be nice to everybody, and <laughs> the kids don't like that these days, they wanna be treated like shit. And that's great for me. I mean, it makes my life a lot easier. So. Especially
3: like the the less and less sleep we get every day, it's easier to just like uh, like irrationally yell at people,
1: right, for no reason. Yeah, the show hasn't even started yet. Yeah, you're a like, shitty looking crowd.
3: There was a there was like a line yesterday that I just wanted to get through. And so I just yelled, get the fuck out of my way. And they did. It was great. Yeah. I had a good laugh about that.
1: Okay, so pretend like you're supposed to be there.
4: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fake it till you make it, baby. <laughs> I think as far as music, too, like, uh, the you know, it, I guess our music is a little bit irreverent. Uh, but definitely as we write more and more, it's getting more and more almost ridiculous. Like, I I just, like like to make fun of people and uh, definitely being around these guys has like made me into a person who can laugh a lot more than I used to be able to so it's been therapeutic. Alright, that's good. Who's got the best rock talk in the band?
0: <laughs> rock, like rock Dave talk? Grohl? Like yeah, yeah. fucking, you ready to rock or whatever? Sure. I think that's all horse shit. I don't think any of us, <laughs> I don't think any of us do that. Uh, today, like, today. He says, he says like, <laughs> open
4: that pit up. I put on my metalcore voice today. I'm went open that pit up and the kids obliged and I don't know if that makes me happy or sad yeah. I was just fucking around <laughs> but they listened to me so well you am going to have to see what I can get away with on future dates you Okay, know?
1: well you're two for two you're cutting lines you're making mosh fits <laughs> yeah. happen you're, okay what else do, what do you want to ask from these kids then let's go three for three here what's the next uh, what's the next ask of the crowd <laughs>
4: Leave uh, me alone.
0: No, the, we were talking about, because, you know, there's uh, circle pits. We wanted them to do other geometric forms. <laughs> so, like, tr- triangle, triangle pits. Pit. parallelogram, parallel, Yeah, rhombus. <laughs> Give yeah. us a square pit. Yeah. Three-dimensional yeah. shapes. Yeah. But, like, the, the catch is, like, triangle. we would stop if they don't do it <laughs> properly, but then they wouldn't care if we stopped, yeah. so it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like they don't want to
4: listen to us anyway.
0: Corner
1: off that circle. This <laughs> is a triangle.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, uh,
1: any of you guys tried stand-up? Anybody in the band? Oh, You've my God. Stand-up? Yeah.
4: Yeah. Zach, Zach is pretty much a stand-up comedian. No. <laughs> I mean not maybe not uh, in I just, practice, but he says <laughs> shit constantly that makes I just relax. say
0: negative things and people will think I'm joking. So, you know.
1: There's a lot of comics who make a lot of money doing that. So uh, yeah. uh, You could be one of those guys. God. Yeah, it's just That's so com- much pressure. Why? What the
3: fuck are you doing playing music?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I only have to invest a lot more time in something else. But that's good.
1: So uh, who are your favorite comedians growing up? Like, who were the influences as far as comedy wow, goes? Or wow. sketch groups? Or, or people you guys
2: like really care? Weird dealt? Al, for sure. We're oh nice. yeah, yeah. Weird Al,
3: yeah. Um, I remember, like, one of the, the first when I started to, like, kind of really get into stand-up comedy was Mitch Hedberg. For sure, for sure.
1: He's a game changer in comedy. Yeah, reality. absolutely. And
0: Dave Chappelle, yeah. obviously. Oh yeah. my god, all still. Things, yeah. uh, still. Is it okay cool. to say Bill Cosby? Like, is that? I think you just want to say Bill Cosby. I, d- I do, but I actually watch the Cosby show a lot, and it's okay. kind of crushing to see his crazy eyes all over the place, right. like, and he, yeah. Now how but far... he was funny, he was funny when he, you know.
1: How far did your fandom go? Were you like Leonard Part Six, Ghost Dad? Like, how, how deep down <laughs> the Cosby god. train did you go?
0: Uh, I guess not that far. Okay. I like it was mostly my association with the family, like sitcom type thing. Um, sweaters. Sweaters. I love yeah. sweaters.
3: Early on, when I was like a you know teenage conspiracy theorist uh like bill hicks for sure nice okay you know um
1: all of his albums just re-released recently really yeah (laughs) on a vinyl or bust
3: what the fuck? (laughs) yeah right (laughs)
1: it's 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 got to be vinyl these days uh did you guys have vinyl as kids and then go through the phase of no vinyl and now vinyl's cool again right it's kind of weird um
4: i don't even own our band's vinyl oh wow
1: okay do you want my copy (laughs) (laughs) because you don't want it that's good
4: I've always kind of
3: collected records, um, just because my dad had them before, and, and uh, I've always kind of been obsessed.
1: Okay, so what was your dad into? Kenny Rogers? Uh,
3: yeah, he, he's a yacht rock dad for okay. sure. Yeah, no, um, he had a lot of like new wave shit. Like, oh, okay. uh, like uh, I have a bunch of the early Talking Heads records and oh, nice. like Rolling Stones records and stuff. That, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I imagine that my dad used to just like drink and do a lot of drugs. Like that was is what his record collection would
0: suggest.
1: Okay, which and- is cool. Weird Al on vinyl? You've got some? Uh, oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, sure, <laughs>
0: I mean, sure.
1: I've got yeah. UHF on vinyl. Don't be scared. Yeah. Oh, You're yeah. the first I mean, to admit
0: it. No, yeah. Well, I, I, mean, Weird Al was great. Uh, yeah. Now the question
1: is, uh, would you leave Pup to be in Weird Al Yankovic's band? Uh.
4: Choose your words carefully.
1: Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs>
0: There's an asterisk there. Yeah. So what's the asterisk? Well, it, it would depend on. Uh, when and if you know, if it's like tomorrow, probably I could probably yeah. shift, <laughs> some things the around. Sooner yeah. the, yeah. the sooner the better, just dump one side of your schedule. I so feel like I would
3: need to up my polka game, but as soon as I could, polka
0: well, yeah. base doesn't seem
3: that yeah. hard. base, no, yeah. Yeah. no. Poker like base. all right. So,
1: a... yeah. in Canada, there's been a lot of imports to the US as far as comedians are concerned, comedic actors. Of course, what do you think it is about Canada that makes the people so funny and? and and they are so successful, if not more successful, than a lot of comedians in the U.S. It's
0: a cold, desolate, miserable place. I That simple. Okay. I think it, well, I think it's like we're all very passive-aggressive. So it's like we're always trying to one-up each other on passive-aggression. So I think that's a thing. But it's also... I don't think... I think that's maybe a false thing. Like, I think there are a lot of comics in the States. Uh, there are great Canadian comics, but it's like... I don't know. Maybe people are just surprised that the fucking little country that could produced anything like right. so i think it's just like all oh, kind it's of the, the biggest same.
1: little country i guess yeah, that could yeah. Have some landmass yeah. yeah um
4: yeah. but but
1: there have been a lot of greats who are some of your favorite canadian uh, comedians maybe probably people wouldn't be aware of right
4: norm mcdonald yeah,
3: yeah norm Norm's, yeah Norm's i mean awesome.
4: number one for me yeah
3: uh, and and some of the like not ready for prime time players for sure i mean dan Eckroyd. sure huh? uh, all uh, the sctv yeah people yeah too. Yeah, Lauren Michaels, even like less less of a comedian and more of like a a, someone who helped develop comedy as as sort of like a a, a really popular entertainment form on on TV. I feel like uh, is a
1: is a big part of that. Okay, and Drake, of course, you guys. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's hilarious. Export. (laughs) So how annoying is that guy up in Canada? Is it like a thing? Do people care? They don't. uh... I feel like he gets shit on a lot.
0: Yeah, probably, and probably rightfully so. I, I mean, I, from my perspective, definitely rightfully so. I
3: still think, though, that the person who's
0: best at making
3: fun of Drake is Drake himself. And that's kind of like how he gets away with it.
1: Right. And, and you're rocking a, a Raptors jersey. And I have am. Drake nights there. Have yeah. you been there they for do, a Drake night? I or? have been there for a Drake What's night. What's that experience like?
3: He sits courtside, um, and sometimes they give away stuff.
1: And that's it? That's it? That's more or less it. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what's in store for you guys coming going forward here? Obviously, wrapping up Warp Tour, but uh, where are you headed after that?
4: Home. Home, yeah. We're bit. we're gonna make a new record. Nice. Uh, so yeah, we'll be recording that in uh, in the fall, and uh, and then we'll take off on a North American tour in the fall as well, and um, you know, all pending survival this tour. Cool. And you guys uh, are one of the bands
1: that have been over to see the comedy tent, right? The Hot uh, oh, yeah. right Button Warped Comedy there. Tent. So, yeah. Yeah. so, what's your reaction been to that?
3: Like, it is an oasis in a sea of teenage vampires.
0: I, I feel like they say things there that like uh, they just articulate it in such a way that it's funny. Like they observe all these people at this like ridiculous circus festival event, and they just make the best observations. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, I, I think like all power to them cuz it's it's a really ridiculously hard atmosphere to pull that off and they're all like amazing people and amazing comics and to like it's just like so hard. You can't hear people laugh when you're cuz it's so loud. You just like people are laughing and you can't hear it and they get like they get like um, they're just discouraged and you try to tell them after it's like no, people were laughing cuz like it is honestly really funny and there's so lot, that's there's a lot of this. Yeah, and they just see, like, the <laughs> spasming faces of, like, 50 people or whatever. Uh, but I, it's, yeah, like, they're awesome. That's basically pretty much it.
3: Yeah, I've left that tent every time, and my face hurts, yeah. which I think is, like, the best compliment you can give. I mean, i laugh my ass off, and it's, like, probably, like, the happiest I feel all day. <laughs> probably it is the happiest I feel all day
1: now when he leaves for Weird Al are you going to feel okay then yes. I mean <laughs> That's
3: if I, I might be jealous because you know he's getting he's got the gig
1: yeah. <laughs> cool Weird Al could use two keyboard players I think right
3: yeah. do you have a direct line to him can we get him
1: him? I do, yeah. I do actually, <laughs> and I will hook you up, man. Hook you up. Well, guys, me take, out of
0: here, please. <laughs> thank
1: you for uh, uh, letting us hang out in your tour van, man, and uh, and do this interview. So we appreciate it. Congrats on all the success, much continued success. All right, thank you, thanks a lot. We'll see thanks you back in the this. states. Oh, yeah.
4: Cheers.
1: All right, that was Pup right here on the Laugh Button Podcast. I want to thank them uh, for taking the time to hang out with us. And i feel like they're going to do that again i feel like we're going to cross paths with them again especially when they get back in new york yeah yeah, yeah. uh we'll be hanging out some comedy clubs just genuine fans who love comedy and uh it's always good to see that and and look it just it's a thing
2: music and comedy for whatever reason it just works and popular also the soundtracks of some of the warped tour videos that grant Cotter's been putting yes
1: (laughs) maybe at the reservoir I I don't, think, how
2: do people sing like that I think it's number two I think it's video number two Okay Of ours is, is pop What a yeah, great yeah. tune man yeah, yeah, And yeah. they're working
1: on a new album Excited about that And if you happen exactly. to be in Toronto Their hometown Go check them out uh, Go see them on tour Those guys are fantastic So uh, Look It's tonight's night John Stewart Everyone watch the Daily Show As he uh, signs also,
2: off Also Big site news for com. Two big things One Wait, we're wait hold away. on Let me guess Okay. Big site news. Big site news. What do you think they are? Uh, We've switched positions. I'm now the editor-in-chief. You are the managing editor? No, I'm... No, we've switched positions... But I'm now the dishwasher Oh, okay Oh, okay So <laughs> No, no, no <laughs> Going no. straight to the bottom uh, Straight to the bottom uh, No, we're doing a ton of contests on the Laugh Buds Too Follows many on socials. Too many away. contests Tickets Just to see kidding. Lewis Black Tickets to see shows in New York Tickets to see Joe McHale in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Tickets galore Visit the website Check out the socials If you're in those markets Like, we got you covered for tickets The other big thing We kicked off a web store We hey. did that We have t-shirts We have t-shirts for your torso Yes, we do T-shirts for the torso And to
1: quote Matt uh, Not only do we have comedy covered We also now have your torso covered. <laughs> Hashtag
2: torso covered It's gonna be Is a Is that thing. what we're doing? That's what we're doing Yeah, so go We, we did a bunch of comedy inspired designs Put mm-hmm. them up on a, on a t-shirt Go buy them Support us Support this podcast And uh, uh, as B- I
1: stated Support the support Who supports comedy So uh, yes. you help us help the support of ourselves and supporting you get a t-shirt comedy. in the process. Yes. And
2: so we have some with like our logo, some with like some cool comedians on there. Mm-hmm. We're going to uh, put some new stuff up there as we see fit. And uh, yeah, so go to our web store. You can find the link off of the com. Buy some stuff And then you're good to go man Alright well it sounds like You got a message And you got to get
1: the hell out I of here I just did get so. a message On my computer We're wrapping it up all right, We're done for this week uh, Tons more great podcasts Coming your way Week to week uh, Make sure you download them Rate them Review them Share them with your friends Check it out on iTunes Check it out on the TheRiotCast.com website Check it out on SoundCloud Follow us on all the socials At the laugh button He's at I am Kleinschmidt I am at Mark says hi Until next time Bye.